Welcome to the Life United Podcast. We are all about helping you know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. We know that today's message is going to be a blessing to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you today. We recognize your splendor. We recognize your glory, your presence. We can't go anywhere without it. Can't do anything without it. And we thank you today, Father, that we're here together to magnify and glorify you. And Lord, we thank you that you speak through us today by your Holy Spirit. You speak to us today by your Holy Spirit. And we give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Hallelujah, amen, amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, snuck up on me there. Well, uh, I want to do this real quick before we um, introduce um, uh, our guest today. We have uh, uh, missionaries here that are, we're, we're involved with, you know, from different places in the world and and um, uh, Mark and Victoria Bowling are here. They go everywhere. And uh, Hegan and Hannah Falk and Tanzania and uh, Nick Hansen is from Denmark. First time here in our church. Good to have you. Paul and Debbie Trokel are back from Africa. Amen. The BBs are here from Ireland. Right. We're so glad to have them. And Jeannie Stedman is home from Brazil. So we're so glad to have all of them. Can you give them all a big hand? And there are others, I'm sure, that are here or coming here in that we, we that I'm missing, but but they're right here on the front. So if you want to get noticed, you're gonna to have to sit up here. But, but um, so glad to have them. And um, you know, several years ago, um, uh, Becky and I got connected with the Tankards, uh, Marcus and Letitia, and, and um, uh, really just there just was a connection there, and uh, we're just. So glad to have them uh, in our relationships and our friendships. And uh, the other side of it is I, I just feel, man, he's got a word from, from the Lord. And uh, so we're happy to have uh, them with us and, uh, and uh, the right Reverend uh, Marcus Tanker. <laughs> I got to come up with something different, you know. I don't know what it's going to be, but... but <laughs> Just don't feel, I know he likes Marcus, and that's fine. But um, uh, we're so glad to have him. Come, come on, brother. Come up here and give the Lord a hand as he comes. Hey, yeah, amen. Praise God, praise God. Good to have you today. Glory to God. Give me so a glad. hug. We love you. Love you too. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. You know, Pastor Sam was up here doing all that talking about this reverend and all this. He said, most holy. I looked over at my, at my wife, and she said, no, definitely not most holy. <laughs> we'll say mostly holy. How about <laughs> close enough? Anyway, just glad to be here with you all. We just so love Pastor Sam and his entire family. And we love all of you. I mean, every time we're here, you all just embrace us like we're your own. And so this is just home away from home 
for us. So, uh, and y'all look good for a Sunday morning. You should give, your help, give yourselves a round of applause. You know, a lot of us is used to being at home during COVID, and so it's good to see y'all show up, showed up this morning, and you're not in your pajamas. <laughs> anyway, praise the Lord. I, um, I brought my kids with me this week. Um, uh, I've, I've termed them Tarzans. That's what I called them now. I live with three Tarzans and Jane. <laughs> so I'm sure you'll see them running around. And, um, and I, I brought some books with me. Um, hopefully I brought some different stuff that I didn't bring with me last year. Um, this book, Praying Out the Plan, um, this is the first book that I wrote. And I think it's so wild because it outsells all my other books combined. But there's something, you know, in every season of your life, you're going to need to discern the will of God period. You know, in every season of your life, you might not need a healing. In every season of your life, you may not be in financial straits, but no matter what season you are in, you're going to need to discern God's will and his plan for your life because you're not going to move into that on accident. You don't just float into the will of God for your life. If you do that, it's because you did it on purpose. And so um, this is an expanded edition, and it's got um, a listing of lots of scriptures in the back. It's even got a devotional or whatnot. I want to give this to a senior or a first-year college student, a high school senior or a first-year college student. Oh, hey, come on up here and get this. <laughs> You know, if you'll listen to the Holy Ghost, he will tell you what to do. You hear what I'm telling you? If you'll listen to the Holy Ghost, he'll tell you what to do. Even this week, you'll leave the Freedom Crusade with more answers than you came with. Amen. 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 I remember being in high school and all my friends were saying, I'm going to this school. I'm going to that school. And, and they said, what school are you going to? I said, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm going to be at school tomorrow. You know, so I began seeking God about his plan then so we could govern my decision-making. And that road led me to Rhema, and Rhema got me here. Amen. Praise the Lord. The other book here, Prayer Secrets, basically this is just a manual for praying people. Praying people. Uh, my grandmother uh, says all the time, pray now or pray later, but you will pray. It's the will of God that you pray some things out and then you walk it out. But, you know, sometimes we, we get a better idea. And you get yourself in some stuff and you have to pray your way out. And then there's some things in here on how to pray for your pastor, how to pray for the government, just lots of goodies in, in here. I want to give this to someone whose birthday is within the next two or three weeks, a July birthday. How about that? Yeah, Sister I do got it last year. If you don't understand that, go back and watch the stream from last year. Um, they're pointing to this individual right here. So come on up here and get your book. May that be a blessing to you. Uh, years ago, the Lord talked to me at length about how the church can abort his plan for a presidential administration. Who got required right there? Y'all all right? Y'all still here? <laughs> There was three ways you can abort his plan for a presidential administration. He has a plan for every administration. Whether you voted for him or not, God has a plan. 
Because his plan, watch this, his plan is on the office, not necessarily on the man. Praise the Lord. We figure I didn't vote for him, so I surely ain't going to pray for him. Well, too bad, that's not Bible. It's not in that Bible anywhere. And so I talk about those things that the Lord shared with me, and then there's a portion here in the back where I outline uh, my core values for politics. Core values that are just all biblical, just all biblical, you know, one of which is I'm not going to demonize anybody. That's not what we do. I'm not going to demonize anybody. Another value that I have is that I'm going to pray for them whether they got my vote or not. Oh, bless his holy name. Happy Fourth. There we go. So, so, so this book is out there. And then um, the P word. What is the P word? Prosperity. Sometimes we don't want to hear talk about that because, oh, you wanted them money-grubbing preachers and blah, 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 blah. Well, the problem I have with that is that there, there are scriptures about money, plenty of scriptures in the Word about money. And I've been broke before. I've been broke, and I don't do broke that good. I just, I just, some people do broke, and they just enjoy it. I just, I don't do broke real well. I have never done broke. I know my wife don't do broke real well. So I just, I know we just don't do that too good. And so that's out there. Who would like both of these books here? You know, I like your hair. So I'm going to give this. I love your, I'm telling you that, that, that silver is working for her this morning. All right. So, and then this book, Prophetics 101. Um, it's time that we demystify the prophetic. Stop making it weird. Stop making it weird. Stop making it weird. You might be weird, but there's nothing weird about the prophetic. And basically, when we talk about the prophetic, it just simply means to be inspired. Now, this talks about being inspired by the Holy Ghost. You know, he was put on the inside to be followed. He wasn't put on the inside to make you shout. He wasn't put on the inside to make you roll on the floor or run around the room. And I do all of that from time to time. I mean, it's still early in the service and I still might jump off the stage. I don't know yet. We'll see. But as much as I love having a great Holy Ghost service, he wasn't just put on the inside of you. He doesn't manifest among us just so we can have a good time. You know, it's more to it than that. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7 says the manifestation is given to every man to profit. To profit. To profit. So he comes on you to lead you into a place of profit. So, so, so if what he's leading you to do and what he's telling you to do isn't leading you into profit, I wonder whether... Get the book. Get the book. Oh, okay, yeah, praise the Lord. You can have this. Hallelujah. You're welcome. Well, now that you're good and comfortable, I want you to stand up on your feet and I want you to shout, hallelujah! Come on, shout, hallelujah! Come on, the Lord is here. And because the Lord is here, your answer is here. Your deliverance is here. Your healing is here. The wisdom and the counsel, the empowerment that you need to move into the next phase, it's here. It's here. I don't know what you came to church to get, but I'm telling you, your answer is here. Freedom is here. Liberty is here. And whom the Son sets free is free in D.
key, you might as well go ahead and get free this morning. You came to church, you might as well go ahead and get free. Didn't come to see what you have on, I came to get free. I didn't come to start gossiping and complaining, I came to get free. It's the Freedom Crusade, we might as well go on and get some liberty. Kick over some boxes and some pocketbooks and get free this morning. Because the Bible says he came to set the captives free. Wouldn't it be a shame if he came to the church service this morning to manifest to set the captives free, but you leave bound? Oh, not this week. <laughs> oh, not this week. Not this week. This is the week that everything changes. Oh, okay, I don't think you heard me. I said, this is the week that everything changes. I don't care how long that problem has been in your life. This is the week. Oh, I don't think you're hearing what I'm saying. I'm gonna come over here on this side. I don't care how long that sickness, that disease, I don't care how long that debt has been in your life. This, this, is, the, this is the week. This is the week. There is an ingredient that is gonna be in every one of these services that's gonna turn some things around. God told him, he said, the enemies that you see today, he said, you will see no more forever. That means it's going to leave this week, but it's not going to come back next week. It'll leave this week, fear, confusion, fear of death, fear of dying prematurely, that thing of suicide that's been harassing you in and out of every season. It'll leave this week and it won't come back. Because we all just stepped in the freedom. Oh, I feel like doing some stepping right now. We just stepped in the freedom. We stepped out of mediocrity and stepped into freedom. We stepped out of confusion and stepped right on into freedom. We stepped out of sickness and disease. I wish I had some help this morning. We stepped out of that. I don't know about you, but I don't plan to go back home the same way I got here. It took me too long to pack up my family and drive three and a half hours to go back to the house to normalcy. Some things are going to change this week. Some things are going to change this week. Not just for me, but for you. Do you believe that? Come on, lift your hands. Father, we thank you for your presence here among us. You are here to get involved, and we welcome your involvement. Come on, welcome his involvement. We welcome your involvement. Engage with us this week. We want to receive big and receive big from you. So Lord, we're willing to bend our plan, bend our outlines, bend our preconceived motions, notions to accommodate what you want to do and what you want to say. We believe we received the great this week. Oh, hallelujah. We believe we received the great. The great. Great inspiration. Great impartation. Great instructions from you. 
that make everything new. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well, go ahead and take your seats. I want to talk to you just for a few moments this morning about moving into the greater. Moving into the greater. You can go over to 1 Chronicles chapter 12 and just kind of sit there a minute. Let me talk to you a bit. This week, there is a very prophetic anointing on this meeting. There's something different about this meeting. The anointing on this meeting is different than what was on the one last year. There's something new. There's something fresh. There's something alarmingly relevant on this meeting. So we got to pay attention. We got to pay attention. As I said earlier, talking about that book, you know, prophetic just simply means to be inspired. You know, the prophetic is, is, is not so much designed to thrill you. Now, we, we're, we're thrilled by the prophetic. You know, thank God that it, that it will thrill you, okay? But it's not sent for the express purpose of thrilling you or amusing you or entertaining you. Hmm? The prophetic is designed to bring the mind of God to you. Now, sometimes that will include the future. Sometimes it doesn't. But the prophetic is designed to impart the mind of God to you. And when we look, we look at um, 1 Chronicles, 1 Chronicles chapter 12, I want to read one passage there. <clears throat> yes, verse 32. <clears throat> and it talks about the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. The sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Now, I told you this is a prophetic meeting. And so just in holding this up before the Lord, you know, I'm very aware that this, these, are, these are a series of meetings where God will lean in. And he'll invade these services for the next few days, again, we'll shout and we'll run and we'll dance, and we'll dance but it's not so much for that. He's doing that so, so he'll lean in so he can bring insight and understanding concerning the times that we're living in so you will know how to proceed. So you will know how to proceed. So, so then the, the question is asked, well, why, why does God send a prophecy, or why does God send a prophet, or why does God create such a prophetic moment? Well, one thing we know for sure, because I know, you know, I'm very familiar with Pastor Sam and his teachings, <clears throat> you know, God doesn't put the prophet, or God doesn't send a prophet to you, or give you a prophecy to guide you. He gave you the Holy Ghost for that. So you don't have to, you know, get in your church clothes and get your church shoes and get your church feet and go to the Freedom Revival and listen to the prophet give you a word and so you'll know what to do with your life. No, you've got the Holy Ghost on the inside for that. You have a right to the leading of the Spirit. Hello? 
Jesus died and shed a lot of blood to live on the inside of you. He, listen, Jesus did not die so you'd have to wait for the Freedom Crusade to hear from a prophetic minister, a prophetic individual, so you know what to do with your life. No, he's living on the inside of you, touching you all the time, endeavoring to bring the mind of God to you daily. Right? So, so then if that's the case, then why does God send a prophet to you? What is the need for such a prophetic uh, gathering of believers? You know, there is so much pulling for your attention. CNN is pulling for your attention. NBC is pulling for your attention. Facebook is pulling for your attention. Your favorite blogger is pulling for your attention. And there's so much messaging about the days that we're living in. We're getting so much messaging about abortion and about the economy and about what's going on in the government. And if you're not careful... All of that messaging will have you misunderstanding the times that we're living in. So what does God do? God will interrupt your course of thinking. He'll lean in and offer prophetic insight so you'll know what to think and you'll know what to say. So now you can steer your life in the direction of God's plan and not what is trending. Are you hearing me? So many times the prophetic will come as a rescue to rescue you from wrong thinking. To rescue you from agreeing with the wrong thing. You know, where everybody was kind of up in an uproar here, you know, about, you know, the whole abortion thing. You know, well, if you just track back through history, all the way back through Bible days, when they start trying to kill babies, it's because there's a breed of deliverers coming. Church better pay attention. When they start killing babies, whether it was trying to get Moses or whether it's trying to get Jesus, it's because there is a breed of deliverers coming. And what the enemy loves to do, he likes to kill destiny in its infancy. Talk about money, you know, all inflation this and recession coming that. Listen, anytime there's a recession, money is moving. Money is moving. Hello, I said money's moving. It's not evaporating. No, the money is moving. So I just decided whether it's a recession or not, if money's moving, it's coming to me. I mean, if it's got to move somewhere, it might as well. Okay, maybe it's just me, but I just figure if it's going to move, it might as well come on my direction. Bless God, I know what to do with it. Hello, I said, I know what to do with it. Anytime there's chaos and, there's, and there, there, there's such noisiness, it's serving as a distraction from what God is wanting to say, particularly to the church. Why does God bring a prophet to you? He does that so you'll know what to say. Go, go over to Romans chapter 10. I want to look at this. Brother Hagen told us for years, he said, watch your thoughts. He said, because your thoughts govern your believing and your believing governs your speaking. And as you speak, so goes your world. So you cannot afford to believe 
or agree, I should say, with the media right now because they rarely ever get it right. Hello? You can't afford to agree with yourself. With your smart self. No, you better learn how to agree with God. And so in Romans chapter 10, this is a very familiar passage of Scripture. I just want to look at this as a reference here. And we look at verse 14. It says, how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they be sent? And it goes, well, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good. But they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Why does God send the prophet? So you'll know what to believe. The prophet comes on the, on the scene and says, you know what they're telling you on the news? That's a lie. This is your answer. The prophet comes on the scene not to so much tell you your future as much as it is to rescue your sobriety by bringing you back to the scripture. So you don't go off thinking about the issues the way the world thinks. So you don't walk around and ramble as one who doesn't know God. You know, Jesus said, ask about what shall we eat or how shall we be clothed or what shall we drink? He, he, he said, no, the Gentiles think that way. What's the Gentile? Somebody that doesn't know God. So as the church, we shouldn't be talking like that. We shouldn't be walking around like chicken little, oh, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. So the prophet will say, hey, come here, come here. Stop running, come here, come here. Let me talk to you a minute. Remember that Bible? He's the same, isn't he? Yesterday, today, and forevermore. So if he was healing yesterday, he's healing today. And if he's healing today, he'll be healing tomorrow. If he supplied your needs in the last season, he'll supply your needs in this season. Inflation and, 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 and recession don't punk God. He has been able, he is able, and he will always be able. So the prophet comes to rescue you and bring you back to the middle of the road. I wrote this down. The culture is endeavoring to feed you a narrative and the devil is looking for your agreement. But it's the wrong narrative. I said it's the wrong narrative. Because my Bible says, now unto him who is able to do. Come on, get with me, church. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask or think. He's able, isn't he? Listen, either he's able or he's not. Either God is able to handle me, handle my family, handle what's going on with America, or he ain't God. But he is God. And he is able. I'm getting ready to do, do, do a TikTok here in a little bit. A little TikTok or a reel. And it's, it's to this song, Blame It on Jesus. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my lettering across it and say, um, when, when, when people ask me why I'm not stressed out about cancer, then I'm going to start dancing to the song, Blame It on Jesus. Blame it on Jesus. Why are you not worried about the recession? Blame it on Jesus. Why are you not worried about inflation? Blame it on Jesus. (laughs) 
I'm not bothered because he still sits on the throne. I'm not bothered because he's still good and his mercy endures forever. I'm not bothered because he's in me all the time and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I ain't about blame it on Jesus. You don't get nothing from the service today. You blame it on Jesus. That's what you got. Blame it on Jesus. And so, so what does that have to do with the Freedom Crusade? Everything. Because God in these next few days wants to announce something to you. He wants to announce some things in your spirit. Anytime God calls for a meeting like this, where he would have you set aside a period of days to come and sit up under the influence of the word and sit up under the move of the Holy Ghost, it's because there are impartations that need to be dispensed across the body, impartations for your family, impartations for your businesses, impartations for your career, impartations for your ministries. So we have to decide that we're just not going to sit here and just allow the chair to hold us. We're going to get something. You know, the praise and worship leader said some, said, uh, mentioned about the woman with the alabaster box and how she broke that on the feet of Jesus. And in that moment, I became very aware that this week, there's some boxes that need to open. There's some boxes that you need to open. Huh? So what boxes, Brother, Mar- Brother Marcus? The box of your attention and the box of your obedience. May this be the week that he recenters you on his will. Recenters you. You know how sometimes you can take a wrong turn and then your GPS will, will reroute, rerouting. May the next few days reroute us all to recenter us. The will of God for our lives. Because some of us have believed the lies from the enemy and we've got off into mediocrity. But no, 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 no. God says expect the great. God says flow in the great. God says be great. So may the word and the demonstrations of the spirit bring us back, come on, to the middle of the road. So what should we be doing this week? I wrote down three things here that that we need to be doing. Then I'm going to give you a couple of more exhortations and we're going to be done. Y'all, that all right? As we're here this week, number one, we need to be, number one, collecting assignments from the Lord. As the word is being taught, the word is being preached, as the move of the Holy Ghost is taking place in our midst, your heart needs to be open to collect assignments from the Lord, collecting instructions from the Lord, changes that need to be made for some of us in our devotion. I said, for some of us in our devotion, you know, faith don't come by Facebook. Huh? I said, faith don't come by Facebook. No, faith come by the word of God. Faith don't come by Facebook. You need to get your face in a book. Huh? Preferably the Bible. Huh? Not necessarily somebody else's book about the Bible. Praise the Lord. Moving right along here. Um, Collecting assignments 
from the Lord, particularly concerning your, your, your devotion. You know, I have some pastors that like to bring me in to work with their prayer department. And I remember one pastor was going to have me come in and have me set up on Zoom and do some talking to their prayer team and do some praying and stuff. And, and, and the Lord dealt with me about it. He said, he doesn't need a prayer team. He needs a prayer life. I said, you want me to tell him that or you want to tell him yourself? <laughs> Don't make me the bad guy. Come on now. We have to take prayer seriously enough to actually do it. Huh? It's the learned behavior to talk to God about the problem and not talk to people about the problem. Praise the Lord. People tend to be a pacifier. No, but God is the real thing. Talking to people about it tends to be a pacifier, but moving that dialogue and doing what it says over in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, rolling the whole of your care over on the Lord for he cares for you, that's where the flow of answers are. Praise the Lord. Collecting assignments from the Lord. Number two, by allowing, we need to be allowing the prophetic anointing to adjust our perspective. Adjust our perspective. The difference between victory and defeat for the believer is your perspective. How do you think about it? I know a lot of people that, uh, since I got the diagnosis of stage four cancer back in September, I met a lot of people with stage four cancer. I met a lot of them. And, 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 and some of them, you know, they, they, they are two steps from the grave. And it's not because of the diagnosis. It's because of their perspective. Amen. Chemo was ripping my body apart, and I grabbed my boys, and I said, come on, let's run. I had that little pack. I just be trying. Come on, let's run. Why are we running, Daddy? We, we just, just run, run, run. And in my mind, I said, I'm running for the victory. I'm, I'm working my faith. I'm moving something. What's the other option to get in the bed and just, oh, bring me some water? Oh. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm going to scoop myself out of that bed. Bless God, if it take all the energy I got to get to the bathroom and back, I'm going to do it in victory. I'm going to do it in faith. And every once in a while, somewhere between the vomiting and, 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 and just, you know, the migraines and all that, I look at my wife and I said, this will not eat me. This will not eat me. That stubborn faith. Well, no, right, because I keep that right perspective. Keeping the right perspective is the difference between bankruptcy and increase. Keeping the right perspective. The Bible says the thief comes. The thief comes. So he's telling you the thief is coming. And then we get, we get surprised when, when opposition comes into our life. He told you the thief was coming. But what are you going to do with the thief? He gave you power. He gave you authority. He gave you his word. He gave you his spirit. Now what are you going to do with the thief? You don't put the thief up in your guest room. No, you don't allow entrance. You oppose it at every hand. 
Allow the Lord to adjust your perspective because there, there may have been some things over the last year that maybe you've tolerated. Maybe you allowed COVID to work on your expectation a bit. You allowed inflation and, and, and recession to work on your expectation a bit. Oh yeah, you believe God. We believe God. But maybe you don't believe God as big as you would have believed God had these adversarial things not have been present. You look at me like that you want to. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and the third thing, receiving impartation. Receiving impartation. Receiving impartation. Romans chapter 1 and verse 11. Don't have to go there. Paul said, I long to see you that I may impart something spiritual to you. To the end that you might be established. Establishing what? Establishing the will of God for your life. Establishing the thing that he called you to do because God didn't change his mind about it. I said, God didn't change his mind about it. You might have got tired, but God didn't change his mind about what he said to you. You might have got bored. I was talking to another friend in ministry, and I was telling him, I said, as ministers, we have to guard against boredom in the ministry. And you get bored with your assignment, so you figure, I'll go find me another one. No, 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 no. You see what somebody else is doing is working, so you figure, oh, let me go over there and try some of that. No, no, no. What did God tell you to do? That's what happens when you find some of these ministers that's changing titles every week. Well, this week I'm a pastor. Next week I'm an evangelist. Oh, wait, no, let me step up. Next week I'm going to be an apostle. No, just stop that. You laugh because you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, just stop that. Settle yourself in the will of God and stay there. We don't get to gallop from assignment to assignment. <laughs> I know I'm meddling here, but you know, my dad told me years ago, he said, Marcus, God only anoints the real you. He only anoints, not who you want to be. No, he'll only anoint the real you. And I'll add this, he'll only prosper the assignment that he gave you. Amen. What is God wanting to say to us this week? He's wanting to bring us all into greater. Into greater. I said into greater. He wants to bring us all into more. Write this down. This is what greater means for us. I'm just bringing you in on my prayer time what the Lord was sharing with me. He wants to bring you into three things here. Write it down. Acceleration, advancement, and adjustments. Acceleration, advancement, and adjustments. This isn't too much for a Sunday morning, is it? Y'all all right? Check your neighbor. Make sure they still have a pulse. We're still here. <laughs> still here. Still here. <laughs> still here. <laughs> Make sure you didn't leave, didn't leave and leave your carcass in the seat, I guess, you know. Anyway. Accelerate. Acceleration, advancement, and adjustments. God wants to move you into acceleration. Acceleration. You know what that means? That means it's time to pick up the pace. 
It's time to pick up the pace. Now, my grandmother raised me, so she was real old school, right? And so she'd tell you something once, and then she'd look at you once. Huh? You get an instruction, and then you get a glance. And then after that, something like a Russian mighty wind. Come and fill the whole house. <laughs> Sound like I got some witnesses out there. <laughs> because she believed that delayed obedience is disobedience. So what's God saying to us? It's time to catch up. Time to catch up. What is that thing that you put on the back burner because you deemed this time is not the right time to be doing that, Lord? Time to accelerate something. God wants you to pick up the pace because he is moving. He's, Mark Brzee was, used to say it this way. He said, it's possible to be behind in prayer. You know, play and catch up. You know? And then it's time to be right in a rhyme with God, you know, on time, at the right place, doing the right thing with the right people, being on time, being caught up in prayer. But then it's possible to send your prayers out before you and be praying about your life five and 10 years in the future. So that now when you arrive in your future, nothing really is a surprise. My wife says it this way. You recognize what you've been praying for. That's how I knew when I saw her, I wanted her. <laughs> I've been praying a long time. praying a long time. <laughs> I prayed and I received. Hallelujah. Acceleration. We're talking about acceleration. You know, I think about that miracle where Jesus turned the water into wine. That's John chapter 2. And so many times we shout about how the substance changed, how he brought something out of nothing, right? But then it dawned on me, well, even if he had turned it to wine, it, if, he, if he had turned it into grape juice, it wouldn't have had time to ferment, right? Because in order for, for like grape juice to ferment, for grapes to ferment, it takes two to three weeks. So the miracle wasn't just in the changing of the substance. The miracle was in the acceleration. <laughs> Come on now. When acceleration hits your life, that which would take you months to do can take place in a matter of hours. They may say, oh, well, it's going to take you six weeks to close on this property. And by the time the favor of God gets finished with the situation, somebody say supernatural acquisitions. Every day, we're, me and my wife, we confess, Father, we believe we receive land, vehicles, and buildings, debt-free, no strings attached, and with clean titles. Acceleration. Advancement. Advancement. What does it mean to advance? It means to make progress. It means to move forward. God desires. There is an anointing. Thank you, Holy Ghost. There is an anointing in this meeting. There is an anointing for advancement in these meetings that by the time it hits your life, you will be able to cover more ground in less time. Reach more people in less time. 
Come on, make more money in less time. Be more productive in less time. Because the Holy Ghost will come on you and not just make you shout. The Holy Ghost will come on you and bring the mind of God to you and make you smart. There's impartation for that in these meetings this week. The last one here, adjustments. Adjustments. To adjust means to correct or realign. Means to correct or realign. You know, maybe for some of you this morning, and this, this is the way the Lord has been dealing with me, it's not necessarily that maybe that what you've been doing or the way you've been doing life, been doing business, been doing ministry, it's not so much that that is wrong as much as if you would allow the Spirit of God to come alongside and adjust some things, you could get more out of your gift. You could get more out of that career. You could get more out of your marriage if you would just allow the Holy Ghost to come alongside and to adjust some things. Just personally, the Lord is dealing with me about some things in ministry and asking me to, you know, teach on some stuff. You know, and I remember when he was saying that, particularly, I can tell y'all, because y'all know I talk about prayer. There have been some things concerning prayer that he wants me to teach on, some things concerning intercession, you know, and, 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 and the ways of intercession and, manif- and, and, and the manifestations of intercession. And I'm like, Lord, I don't really want to teach that because people will take some of that stuff I'm teaching and go off and do some stuff and say some things that I didn't say. I mean, if they did it to Brother Hagin, they can do it to me. I mean, who am I, you know? And I don't want nobody to go off and, you know, start doing some weird stuff based off something that I said. And, and, and the Lord spoke back up on the inside, Pastor Sam. He said, oh, so you're not going to do it, huh? <laughs> That's what I heard on the inside. You know, he knew how to talk to you to get your attention. And so you're, so you're not going to do it, huh? All because I deemed that it's not a good time or maybe there's something else that I could be doing that would, be, that would bring me a little bit more profit, more productivity. Now I'm negotiating with the creator of the universe. Because I got a better idea. I am not the only one that has found themselves in that pot. He gives you an instruction and you try to negotiate your way out of it. Can I say this to you? Negotiation slows you down. Negotiation slows you down. And, it will, and, and, and when, when you find yourself, when you find yourself hostile towards the will of God, is what it says in Romans chapter 8. It says that the carnal mind is hostile towards God, doesn't agree with God. When you find yourself there, you are delaying time. And then now it increases the need for acceleration because now he got to speed you up. He's got to redeem time because you had a better idea. No, in these meetings, it's time for, for you to make some adjustments in some things. Adjustments. Bringing your whole self into agreement with what God told you the first time. Not what you, if I can say it this way and you'll understand what I'm saying here, not what you molested that instruction to be. 
And you just kind of shaped it and formed it into something else. No, 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 no. Back to what he originally said to you the first time before you put doubt on it. Before you put fear on it. Before you put confusion on it. No, back to what he was saying to you the first time. Because if God will give you the business, if he said he'd give you the business yesterday, he'll still give you the business today. He hadn't changed his mind. If he'll bless your family and give you a legacy, if he said that yesterday, he has not changed his mind. Don't loosen the grip of faith just because the conditions change. Admit, allow entrance of God's mind and God's presence. And I'm telling you, he'll pick up the pace and get you where you're going faster than you thought possible. What you deem as a finish line is just a pause. Just giving you time to get your breath so you can run on. And the old folk used to say, see what the end gonna be. You understand what I'm saying? I'm thinking about Jesus. And you know how the disciples... And they went out. This, this is recorded in John. And so Jesus went off to pray. And the disciples left and went off towards Capernaum. And a storm came up. You know, winds blowing and all of this kind of stuff, you know. And they look out and they see Jesus walking on the water. And he told them, relax, it's just me. It's just me. And when they welcomed him onto the boat, the Bible says immediately they were at their land. Immediately they were not just out of the storm, but they were at their destination. Could it be that you're experiencing so much turbulence in your mind, in your money, in the call of God on your life? Because Jesus ain't on the boat. But it said the moment Jesus got on the boat, it said immediately they were at their land. The moment you admit the presence of God, his will, watch this, not just his will, but his way. Because sometimes we try to do God's thing our way. No, 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 no. No, his will and his way. Once you admit the fullness of God onto your boat, you'll arrive at your destination in record time. God's got a million and one ways to put you over into greater. You don't need a million. All you need is the one. So in these moments, as the presence of God is in our midst, may his presence overshadow your heart. May his presence overshadow your being the same way that he did with Mary and impregnate you with a holy thing. Holy instructions. Holy adjustments. In these meetings, may you receive such impartation that the impartation you receive follows you home and causes you to dream, causes you to dream.
where the presence of God will work its way into the sleep realm and begin to paint on the canvas of your mind and awaken your conscience to his voice in a way that you've not experienced before. That type of impartation is in these meetings this week. I think we ought to take about 30 seconds here and just lift our hands and welcome him. He's already here, but let's welcome him a little more. A little more. As he makes adjustments in our inner man. Making adjustments in your expectation. Ministers making adjustments, transitioning things in those mantles. Where you can see more and you can know more and understand more. Some of us here this morning, we've sensed on the inside that God wants to bring us into more. Like, Lord, you're wanting to take me into, I can sense it on the inside. But Lord, I need the steps. I need the next steps. This week, may you receive impartation for the steps. May light come to you for the steps. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. May he light your candle right now. While you're sitting in your seat, may he light your candle and bring illumination. Father, I thank you that creativity flows in abundance. Innovation flows in abundance. Direction flows in abundance. That we might know the things that are freely given to us in this season. Father, I thank you that by your spirit, we won't mismanage moments. We won't mismanage moments and mismanage seasons. But by your spirit, you will cause us to know. You'll cause us to know. Come on, everyone standing on your feet as he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here. Hallelujah. 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 <clears throat> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And so that individual that's been having problems in your knees, awful problems with your knees, chronic pain, not just when you stand up on your feet, but even when you sit down sometimes for longer periods of time, there's a throbbing that comes into your knees. You can receive relief for that this morning, right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. That individual that's had problems with ulcers, Ulcers and acid reflux. Ulcers and acid reflux. You can receive healing for that right now. Impartations of healing. Impartations of healing. What is that? It's just the Spirit of God bringing you a deposit. Bringing you a deposit. Bringing you a deposit. Hallelujah. And in this presence, lupus just fades away. Lupus just fades away. Skin conditions, eczema, eczema healed in the name of Jesus. There's an individual, you've got a rash in your scalp and you're concerned about it coming down into your face because it's nearing the hairline. Oh, but the Spirit of the Lord in this atmosphere raises up a standard and makes you whole. 
makes you whole, makes you whole, makes you whole. Father, I thank you that you heal matters of the heart this morning. Where bitterness and just a broken heart, a heart broken by disappointment. Where they just keep playing that video over and over and over in their mind. I just cannot believe that happened to me. And it left a part of you broken. There's healing for that this morning where his presence will settle on your heart and comfort you as only the Holy Ghost can and impart the peace of God to you oh hallelujah so you can see and receive something more new beginnings for you. Hallelujah. The meetings this week will be different. Be different because God has something he wants to pass to you so that when you leave this place, you will know you left an equipping place. (laughs) Fueled and empowered to do the will of God. He's going to bring so much freedom to you that you break out into another phase of productivity. That you break out into another level of prosperity. You break out into another level of progress. Because your rhythms have been fine-tuned. Because you'll know what to do. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Did you receive something this morning? Come on, take 30 seconds and give the Lord praise for it. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. For what he's done, come on, praise him. For what he's done, come on, praise him for what he's going to do. For what he's going to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thanks for connecting with us today on the podcast. And you know, we'd love to connect with you in person at one of our campuses in Shreveport, Louisiana, or in Lake Charles, Louisiana. You can get all the information from our website, lifeunited.church.